91.3 KBCS, Music and Ideas, listener-supported radio from Bellevue College. Russian trolling in our social media landscape is an enormous operation, according to the reports in Public Radio International's The World. To help us understand a little more about this phenomena and see how we may come across trolling on our own social media pages, KBCS's Jesse Callahan took on speaking with the founder of SpotTheTroll.org. Internet trolls or trolling is this phenomenon where people attack other people online with inflammatory language. You might have heard of it on the news or had it happen to you or someone you know. It's often a person or a group of people trying to intimidate others online. However, now there's also this other type of troll that exists, sometimes referred to as a sock puppet. And this troll has also been in the news lately especially around our elections. This troll is a social media account that has a real picture, a real identity, and is run by a real person but is in fact completely fake. These type of trolls can be individuals or even for-profit marketing companies and are used for a variety of reasons. However, a majority of these trolls are in some way usually not directly employed by but in some way work for governments of outside countries And they try to influence us and our political views. And they're nuanced. This is me on the internet earlier today going to a website called spotthetroll.org. It's an online educational tool that helps you spot these fake accounts. Okay, so I'm on spotthetroll.org. And the first profile is Chloe Evans at Chloe Evo. Okay, everything looks pretty legit. Select an answer. This profile is troll or legit. Okay, I'm going to go with legit. Wrong. Chloe was a Russian-made troll account. After going to spotthetroll.org and just seeing the bizarreness that is the faking of a person's life in order to spread propaganda or influence people on a particular issue or in a particular way, I found myself wanting to know more about this deceptive practice and what we can do to protect ourselves. They don't want to be your enemy. You know, a lot of people, when they think of a troll, think of somebody that's out there trying to cause a fight and get in arguments and attack people. But we found that the professional trolls, they actually are trying to be your friend. That's Darren Linville, associate professor and lead researcher at Clemson University's Media Forensics Hub and co-creator of SpotTheTroll.org. I spoke with him last Friday via Zoom. One quick note, Linville refers to the IRA a few times in this interview. This is the Internet Research Agency. This is a Russian company that engages in online influence operations on behalf of Russian political and business interests. They usually engage as a persona, pretending to be someone of of a like mind. So they're not trying to push you away. They're not trying to persuade you of something new and different. They're trying to persuade you of something that you're already inclined to believe. And they can be fairly effective at that. We've seen uh, in the run-up to the 2016 election, we analyze what the Russian accounts were doing at that time. And accounts that engaged with Russian accounts were more likely to tweet more in the following week and more likely to pick up more followers in the following week. Because, you know, people, people like that dopamine hit. 
that's the way social media works. It's a powerful drug. And so when, when you got, you know, reinforced in your beliefs and in the messages that you were putting out by Russian trolls, that made you more likely to engage on the platform even more. And what's scary about that is those additional followers that people picked up by the connections that the IRA trolls made for them, they still have those additional followers. These extreme accounts that the Russians made more influential back in 2016, they're still more influential because of the effect that the Russians had. So it's, a, it's like a disease that you can never entirely shake. And that's a little bit intimidating when you think about it. You took this all from research and, and a lot of just reading, like literally going through thousands of- Literally going through thousands of tweets. Since our initial work in the, in the ensuing years, Twitter has been better about working with academics. They have a, a blog that is maintained by their site integrity team where they release data sets of state-backed trolls that you can comb through and build an understanding of. Independent of that, you know, uh, we've used our understanding to identify ongoing disinformation campaigns. We worked to have some accounts suspended as, as recently as May um, and a large cluster back in March that were working to influence the primaries. So they were very much against Biden and for Bernie Sanders, actually. Because, again, the trolls tend to push whatever the more extreme view is. So in recent history, the, the Russian trolls have, have supported both Trump and Bernie Sanders just because those you know, are, the, are the more extreme ends of the, are the political conversations here in the United States. It seems like at least for the Russian state-backed trolls, trying to get people farther and farther away from, from compromise seems to be... Yeah, I think compromise of- is the key word. The more we're fighting amongst ourselves, the more we are disgusted by the other side, the more difficult it is to move our country forward in any kind of meaningful way. I think another important goal that they have, though, is, is even simpler than that, and it's distraction. You know, the more we're talking about what's happening on the streets of Kenosha or the streets of the Seattle or the streets of Baltimore, the less we're talking about what's happening in the Ukraine. I like to say that I want to believe, I should say, that a strong democracy should be able to, to walk and chew gum at the same time. Because, you know, obviously it's very, very important what's happening on the streets of Baltimore and the streets of Kenosha and the streets of Seattle. We need to be having those conversations that sometimes the Russians push us to have. I mean, they're very important conversations without question, but we need to be able to talk about what's happening in Ukraine at the same time. And, and Russia's trying to make sure that we don't. It does seem as if it's not like rocket science, kind of like it's not like they are using some crazy technology that we've never seen. They're, they're literally using consumer technology that anyone can use. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. you're 100% right. I mean, it's not Boris and Natasha. It's not spycraft. It's grassroots marketing. That's all it is. I mean, it's deceptive grassroots marketing, but a lot of companies do that too. I've seen major companies use some of these same techniques and same tactics. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not overly complicated, but it is highly deceptive. What is interesting is the degree to which they, they do understand our culture. You know, the, the, the teams of people that work in St. Petersburg at the Internet Research Agency, 
A lot of them have traveled in the U.S. They've studied in the U.S. They're you know fluent English speakers. A lot of you know former journalists do this type of work. So these are educated people, and they even give classes or, or have given classes at the IRA in American culture and, and to build that understanding of how to engage in these very particular communities. Also, they know where to steal content from. So you know if you're stealing your content, it's pretty easy to make it look good. Uh, Here's an example. In October of 2018, a Russian troll I was following won the Chicago Tribune's Tweet of the Week contest. The tweet was actually stolen from from another comedian online. It wasn't original Russian work, but, you know, the Russians recognized quality when they saw it. Is it frustrating because we have these issues in society that kind of are like an open sore that we, beyond Russian bots could use some uh, discussion and reclamation oh. around. They use that to their yeah. advantage. Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating to me. I mean, oftentimes I see troll accounts saying things I agree with and saying things that, hey, I kind of want to retweet myself. But they use those as doorways into communities to build up credibility within those communities so that they can slip in politically motivated messaging they use profile images that are attractive and look like someone you want to engage with and that tends i mean it's human nature it's it's persuasion 101 that people are more likely to engage with women than they are men both men and women are more likely to engage with a a woman they don't know than than a man they don't know and and the trolls know this it's true in real life as it is on on social media it's, it's, and this is one thing that's very frustrating about trying to teach some of these lessons. I mean, these are, these are very complex lessons. And the way they use race is incredibly frustrating. And, and again, very difficult to try to, to try to teach because it's awful. It's frustrating that the Russians use gender and race against us and use them as tools against us all. I went on to ask Linville the best way to spot a troll, and unfortunately the answer is kind of nuanced. He told me that not every account that you come across with extreme views or looks a little off is a troll. It's also part of the troll's mission to make you question the legitimacy of real accounts. Remember, trolls often mimic real accounts. One thing the website spottetetroll.org offers, and aligned through some of this, is it seems most types of trolls are fixated on one issue or completely post about one line of thought or view. Not having any references to family, friends, or home can be a sign of a troll account, or posts about regular things people do might also give away a troll. Again, though, they are nuanced. They're designed that way, and they play both sides of issues. In short, there isn't one way to spot a troll. Again, this is me on the internet earlier today. Here we go. I'm on next account, Harmony Anderson. Okay, some political memes. College student. I'm going to say this person's a troll. Correct. Harmony is a troll. We attributed to the Russian Internet Agency in March 2020. And then worked to Twitter to have her account suspended. Harmony poses as a young woman who has very strong political opinions and sets herself up in direct opposition. You can visit spotthetroll.org and take the free quiz yourself. For KBCS News, this is Jesse Callahan.
For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.